that that's the thing, isn't it? It's like um, we we we're big science fiction fans, and um, oh, yeah. and um, uh, I, I love a good uh, time travel story. Um, but you can only have to go back a few decades, mm. and the language is different. Mm. You know? Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. like you just mentioned. Mm. Um, so it's like language is 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 change. You know, remember um, in the um, in the sixties, we talk about like um, like gay. The word gay mm. Mm. is something that was you know seen uh, like an insult, mm. yeah. and that that was kind of reclaimed and changed. Mm. So can, you can imagine the kind you know what language. Uh, how language would have been, you know, completely changed, and how our understanding uh, of the world changes through, you know, language, uh, the, the changing of the language. We see the world differently. Yes, because of the way the language changes. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and it's and it's it's a it's a frightening power. It's a frightening power because, um, and where you know where where the likes of of of. Uh, Plato, for example, would say that you know what it means to be human is defined before we're even before we're even born, mm. because we are you know we are we are our souls establish who and what we are as a human being. Um, increasingly, certainly when we get into the kind of more postmodern times and people are doing much more kind of work and kind of linguistics and so on, increasingly what it means to be human is up for grabs. It becomes it becomes something that that, that is is established by by convention uh, and mm -hmm. definition, mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, know uh, in one area we have this is obviously the kind of you know, and this has been something that's been going on for for generations. Obviously, there's kind of discussion about uh, about you know when when is it uh, appropriate, if ever, to uh, you know to abort a fetus, uh, um, uh, a fetus, mm -hmm. and it's sort of well. I was going to say abort a thesis, and there's been a number of instances <laughs> uh, where I almost did that. But I mean, it's it's kind of okay. Well, you know, when is it? When is when is it human? Is that mm. the issue there? I don't know if that's if 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 that's the issue. But if that is if that is the issue, when does it become murder? And that's one of the things that crops up in a lot of discussions. Yeah, it very much depends. It's it's very much a kind of a, a it is kind of a faith commitment because it's kind of well, if you're arguing. As, as, as from a religious perspective, then you know a religious understanding, even a platonic understanding of what it means to be human, would mm. be well, you know, you know, when does the soul enter the physical shell? Physical mm -hmm. shell is not human. That's neither here nor there. Mm. That's just an animal thing. When does the soul? Now, of course, from Plato's point of view, in a sense, kind of doesn't matter. Uh, because you know, in a sense, you want the, you know, the spirit wants to return to 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 the the realm of pure forms anyway. So the physical mm. shell is always an encumbrance. So you know, it's never really an issue. Um, but certainly within you know, in, in a number of traditions, obviously it is an issue. Um, and it's kind of well, when does when does God breathe life into a human being? Is it at the moment of conception? Uh, is mm. it kind of three weeks afterwards? Um, is it when we detect brain activity? Um, if it's kind of if it's to do with brain activity, then if somebody has no brain activity, then you know later on life to be mm. shut off the machines. Um, we're also returning to what we were talking about before about things that go beyond language. Mm. So if we, um, you know, if we we can only have f thoughts if we have language, you know, development of language. You know, like a baby mm. doesn't know it's alive. Mm. You know, because it doesn't have, it hasn't got the you know language to think about whether it's alive or not. Yes, so there could be brain activity, um, yeah. but there's no co there's no conscious thought going on. 
Um, it could just yeah. be kind of electrons and stuff, or you know, neurons firing up and so on. Um, but if you haven't, if you haven't developed, and there is a lot of, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not an expert in, 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 in anthropology by any stretch of the imagination, but there is a lot of mm. discussion about when uh, when consciousness actually becomes part of uh, of, of um, you know, human existence. Uh, and kind of, you know, there's, there's, there's discussions about kind of early hominids not having uh, the capacity of self-reflection. Um, and you know, they're not self-conscious in the same way as, as we yeah. would consider ourselves to be now. Self-consciousness mm. important? Do we have to know kind of who we are and where we are? Do we need to be self-aware? Um, mm. in that in in, you know, in 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 any real sense to be to be human what can you take i mean it's like what you can what can you take away you know i mean we would laugh at this now but you know you say well okay well if if somebody lost their arm heaven forbid you mm. know they've lost a significant kind of physical component still human i think you would probably want to say that um mm -hmm. lose both arms lose both arms and legs um still human probably yes well yes almost certainly i don't think most people would, i don't think anybody would really want to to suggest you're not mm -hmm. um but when you start losing brain function then the questions start arising it's kind of you know mm -hmm. how much ability you know when people have kind of severe um also alzheimer's or, or senility mm -hmm. and they start losing their memories mm -hmm. uh, this is trivializing something that's very obviously very very um sensitive but mm -hmm. i can remember um an episode of doctor who where the doctor was being stripped of his previous incarnations um as they were mm -hmm. being taken out of time for various nefarious reasons and he says mm. uh you know a, a person is a, a person is the sum of their memories mm. a time lord doubly so um mm -hmm. you know, you could, i live all the throughout all these kind of generations um and as people start stripping my memories away they are diminishing who i am i mean if you mm -hmm. no longer have your memories are you still you're still a human uh, indeed, there's so. a great there's a great film i can't go into without massive plot spoilers but it's called uh, Relic. Ah. It's about. Have you heard? I don't know if you heard of it. I've heard of uh, it. It's uh, about an, um, like um, an old lady who goes missing, mm. and it's like a, a really, really good, a big analogy on like Alzheimer's, and uh, you talk about like stripping away your mm. your, your identity, and uh, there's a part, and it's like it's, this literally happens. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's worth um, worth a look. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Mm. I mean, so, I, I I do like that. The the the, the the analogy of peeling the onion it's kind of you know every in a sense every layer is integral to who and what we are because you know mm. if you start peeling away okay well I'll peel the skin away off that because it's the kind of the brown stuff on the outside that's not the real onion and I peel away a few mm. more layers to get to the if how many you know how many layers do you peel away before you've no longer got an onion what you know what mm. do you take away um and it gets to that point where you know you've taken away so much it's not mm. that thing anymore and there must be a law of kind of, you know, diminishing returns. There must be a point where you say, you know, if you get anything, I mean, if you go to, a, you know, if you went to the Mona Lisa and you started kind of, you know, just chipping away and taking away certain colours. So today we'll take away all the red and then tomorrow mm. we'll take away all the blue. You know, what, at what point is it no longer the Mona Lisa? You take away yeah. notes from a piece of music. I mean, anybody who's saved, ever, ever saved an image in JPEG, um, uh, and it gives you that option, doesn't it? That kind of lossy option where you can say, okay, I will take away... You know, I will make this more a smaller file, make it more efficient for transmission by removing some of the pixels because that's how mm -hmm. a JPEG works. So you kind of you know you're removing certain pixels, and your eye doesn't notice it up to a certain point. 
Uh, and it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if I take away kind of you know, if I take away forty percent of the pixels, given the mm-hmm. size of the picture and the scale of the picture, nobody's going to really notice. Um, when you start cranking it right down, and you've taken away eighty percent of the pixels, it's very difficult to see it as anything other than like some sort of pointless sort of Monet sort of star picture. And mm-hmm. then you start just seeing nothing because it's just a kind of a few blocks. So it's kind of ha- it's, like, it's like sorry, I'm getting quite excited about it. It's like you know, two thousand and one. <laughs> you know, you've mm-hmm. got kind of Hal there, and you've got you've got kind of you know, you've got. Um, uh, Bowman, is it Bowman? Mm. Yeah. Yes. Goes into the kind of the central core, and he's and, and is just going, oh, you know, I can see we've got off on the wrong foot here, and things are you know going, chatting kind of fairly, kind of calmly, saying, you know, yeah. I have every confidence in the mission, and then kind of Bowman's just taking out all these like memory modules, mm. and is going, you know, I can feel, my, and he says, you know, I can feel my mind slipping away, and it's really, mm-hmm. really upsetting, you know, I can yeah. feel, you know, I can feel it, like I can feel, it, I can feel my, and then it kind of goes right the way back down to kind of like the first thing he learnt as a kind of a, a baby computer at some MIT and it's like, you know, Daisy Daisy and it's got that Daisy Daisy. It is creepy. Pull that last kind of memory module out and it's just like flat line for the computer. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> <laughs> Just just, you know. Um so I don't know. I mean it's so yeah. I mean I'm get I mean thing is thing is Plato would say that that you know that that doesn't matter. Um, hmm. Because ultimately, you know, you could compromise the physical carrier, the physical machine, and not uh, not damage the essential soul, and that's quite comforting in a way, you know. So yeah. you know, the essential soul, which is, I think, why you know, what why, why kind of some of the kind of the the the, um, the earliest horrors were the horrors that kind of were supposed to damage your soul or somehow compromise your soul, and you got Plato hmm. saying, you know, people who are so caught up um, with with the appetite aspect of their lives. You know, so you see, reason you've got the kind of the, the spiritual side, the quest for kind of you know affirmation and support of your peers, and then you've mm-hmm. got the kind of the, the the appetites, kind of sex and drugs and rock and roll aspect. And so, mm-hmm. if, you, if you just if you're just preoccupied with the sex and drugs and rock and roll appetites, and mm-hmm. with the spirit, which is just getting the acclaim, mm-hmm. then you will never leave this world, and it's an absolute disaster for you as a human being. Your reason, because it's the main thing that your soul is about, that's the thing that wants to kind of go off and join all the other souls and kind of you know, be one with the universe. Um, but these things that, you know, if you've got these things that keep you linked to the physical world, uh, it's a tragedy. You don't move on. You just end up, you know, you just end up here, um, just going through, you know, going going through your record collection and mm-hmm. uh, and listening to your your old playlists and uh, you know. <laughs> Do you think? Um change the subject slightly but do you think like um as we change through our our lives our like ages um we kind of we can't go back to it like a a period before i was listening to Mm. paul mccartney talk about john lennon Mm. and he was saying that um uh they were kind of at their kind of white hot when they were like 17 and um, they they knew everything about music when they were seventeen. Of course. And um, and when they're, they're like later in their twenties recording stuff, they always used to say to each other, "What would our seventeen-year-old self say about this?" Because yeah. they know they, they they knew everything, you know. Yeah. And I sometimes think you know, um, the, the older you get, are you necessarily, you know, getting better? Is experience making you a you know? A, um, a, a better person, a sharper person, or you know, mm. was it better before? You know, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's inter- it is yeah. Well, I mean, you do. I think you do tend to get. 
I think you you you're carrying more baggage, aren't you? As you get older, mm. um, you know your your sense of self becomes much more kind. Of, I mean, I think that's what J M Barry is kind of like. You know, um, um, Peter Pan mm. is kind of essentially about, isn't it? That you know, as you get old, and you find this in in, in C S Lewis as well, in Narnia stories. You know, as you get older, your sense of self becomes established. And you say, "This is what I am. I am." You know. Uh, an academic, you define yourselves, you know, kind of by what you do and the things mm. you like and your social connections. You say, this is what I am, you know. I'm somebody's brother or somebody's sister or somebody's partner. I do this job. I achieve this. These are my values and my tastes, and that's all kind of that becomes kind of monolithic after mm. a while. Uh, identity. Yeah, and that's your identity. Mm. You don't really want to tamper with that because you know it's, it, it, it become it becomes established, and if you start pulling at stuff. Sometimes you need to. I mean, sometimes we, you know, as we know, there are there are therapeutic techniques uh, which encourage you to kind of pull at some of that stuff and just just to mm. see what kind of comes loose because there are some things that are, you know, perhaps founded on 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 harmful um, experiences. Um, but yeah. when you're younger and you have you have no no you have you're, you're you sit light to your identity. You're still kind. Of, and that's what you know. You're still kind of you know still kind of a bit nervous and still kind of I don't know whether people are going to like me or not. And um, mm. I you know you, you kind of feel shy because you don't feel kind of confident in particular situations because you you haven't got that weight of identity and that weight of experience to have to define you in the world. And it's going but you're, back. You to can kind also of, you can take chances. Yeah, you can because you know yeah. you've got less to lose in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, and you can and you know in, a, in in some ways you you say well okay I can I'm still developing this I'm still growing this and I can take it in a different direction if I want to. Um, whereas I think you know the more heavily invested we're too, way too invested in our identity now, Danny. To, um, to, to it's too late. Yeah, and it reminds me that <laughs> they kind of. Do you ever watch um, the Rise and Fall of Reginald Perrin? With yes, that, I loved with, it. With uh, loved yeah, it. yeah, Leonard Rossiter. It's kind of like that. It's kind of yeah. like classic midlife crisis sort of thing, uh, where he's just working for this mm. company. You know, I think it's like a dessert company, uh, and he just goes mm. in and just goes sunshine the, desserts. Sunshine desserts. And he's going through the same routine every day, turning up late. It's always kind of telling his secretary, you know, five minutes late. You know, uh, wrong kind of leaves on the line at Cockfosters or something, um, <laughs> uh, and the same well, people yeah, in the just office. Just to just to build a picture, so yeah. you saw him like leave his house. And you walked down the street and you saw the names of the street. And same street, You saw That's him right. on the train and then you saw him enter the work. And it was like... It was the same repeated. people on the train. His wife would say the yeah. same thing in the morning. You know, have a good day. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, and just one day he just decides, you know... Uh, and I'm not suggesting that, I, that to, to our listener that you should you should take a leaf out of this, but it's well it's well mm. worth watching if you've never seen the series. Um, yeah. He decides to fake, fake his... Uh, he fakes his own death. Mm. So he kind of goes down to the to the beach, leaves a pile of clothes there on the on on the uh, on the, the the sand, runs into the water, and then comes out a bit further down, uh, and then just takes to the road. And he kind of just wanders mm. about, and he gets a job working in a farm with pigs for a bit, I think. And he works yeah, yeah. works at a sewage factory at some point, and yeah. then starts missing his old identity. He wants to kind of go back and see his wife and his kids, and he comes back and pretends to be his own brother or something. Um, yeah. But there's a number. Of, but there are a number of changes that he kind of attempts to change his identity um, mm. because he's not happy with his existing one. And he just wants to kind of wipe it clean, and then he ends up in some kind of perverse um, situation where he ends up in in almost the same place he started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my favorite. My favorite scene of that is because um, it's just so absurd. Because he just so he just wants to break free mm. of his life. So. Um, one uh, lunchtime, he said, "I'm going to go and eat um, 
going to go to the uh, Italian restaurant. You know, it's in the middle of you know, lunchtime. Yeah. And he goes there and he eats ra- ravioli. And, um, and he said, oh, I'm going to have another plate of ravioli. And everyone starts looking at him. Uh, and then he has another plate of ravioli. And, it's like, and he just, um, he says, he's eating it, he says, mmm, ravioli, isn't it nice? <laughs> yes, I'll have another plate. I like ravioli. It's just... It's just I love that. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great, if anybody's, there's a lot of very, I mean, it's very funny, but there's a lot of very interesting philosophy, I think, in, in The Rise and Fall mm-hmm. of Reginald Perrin. I think around mm-hmm. two or three seasons, actually, but it's well worth, mm-hmm. well worth tracking down. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 that's quite existential in a way. I mean, that's, that's, mm-hmm. you know, totally. you, I mean, people like kind of, you know, Jean Paul Sartre, for example, would have, would have been completely down with, with, with Reggie Perrin. Just say, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, you know, act authentically, you know, if, if the world you're, if the world you're living in, which is created by your actions anyway, and your identity, mm. who you are as a human being, is created by your actions. And all you have to do is just act in a different way. You know, mm. there's no excuse for just sitting around and being kind of miserable and, and, and saying, oh, you know, the woe is me, the world is against me. And a lot of the existentialists say, you know, Heidegger says the same thing, Jasper says the same thing. Sometimes you need a bit of a kick to kind of mm. get yourself. Jasper says, you know, as we've mentioned before, like boundary situations. Um, kind of challenge you to, 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 to change. But, you know, all the existentialists argue that your existence is not written in stone. Um, mm. And they would absolutely deny the kind of platonic and Aristotelian idea that who and what you are has already been established and you're stuck with it. It's going, no, mm. recreate yourself. You can constantly recreate yourself um, just by making choices. You know, it's not, and you know, famously, uh, where, where, where Descartes says, I think, therefore I am, and puts mm. the emphasis on thought. Um, the cogito, you know, the cogito ergo sum, so, um, mm. the cognitive process. Uh, Sartre says, "I choose, therefore I am." Mm. What we are is defined by the choices we make, um, mm-hmm. and it may well be, you know, something like, "Okay, well, today I'm going to go to an Italian restaurant and have ravioli because normally <laughs> I just have, you know, I normally have corned beef sandwiches in a, in a, in a Tupperware box in my office, but today no, I'm going to go here instead." Um, I like ravioli. I like ravioli. Yeah. <laughs> 